The WYSL stations bring you Jose Pio and Laval Lewis. And your weekly dose of PCP. It's your hour of common sense with the politically correcting podcast and show. You got the power to let power go. We are back. We are back. We are back for another week of common sense here. Laval Lewis, myself, the Jose P. Alongs with Dr. Bob yes, on the ones and twos yes. over here. The Bob Savage. That's right. The Bob Savage dot com. Um, I have I have a uh, a thing that I kind of want to do for March. I want to see how far we can take this. It, it seems as if everything we say here on the radio show, we, we talk about how our representatives don't seem to represent us anymore. Our voice, our wants, our needs. There's really only one way to kind of fight against that, and that is to keep our money in our pockets for the most part. But it's very difficult for people right now when it comes to, well, I need to pay taxes, you know, I got I to gotta do this that, and the other. I was thinking, what if we just took March off from all consumerism, meaning you only buy exactly what you need in order to get by for the entire month, but everything else... Take no no more wants. Any wants that you have, your Amazon freaking list <laughs> of all the purchases you're thinking about, put it to the back burner and push it till April, let's say. But let's take March because I really feel as though in my heart, because I, I can't base this off any facts, I don't think they're being honest with us with the amount of money that people are actually spending in this country. I know they keep going back. To the uh, to the winter time to October, November, December, and saying, "Well, we're gonna have to readjust our number because people weren't really spending that much money like we thought they were gonna be spending." Mm. And it seems like they're kind of propping up the economy on some fake, bogus numbers. So I think the only way we can actually kind of push their hand to be honest with us would be to cut off spending, stop spending any money in March. Wait, who cut up this thing? Us. Us. Oh. Us, the people. <laughs> well, I mean, you people are addicted to almost everything. I, oh, trust me. I know. I get boxes from freaking Amazon every <laughs> daggone day. There's an addiction factor in all of this, and it's a psychological question, too, because uh, marketing definitely plays a role in everyone's uh, habits. And, they're, you know, they study this, too, man. They study this, too. I, I I remember I was talking to a U of R student when I was driving Uber. And she she was in um, business analytics. That's the name of her. That was the name of her major. I like that. Oh, man, there's another thing, too. The majority of the Asians, the Chinese students, they're over here for business degrees they're not trying to be doctors and something no they're getting business degrees and they were they definitely had a majority within the um just when i was dropping them off for their their graduations but anyway the business analytics student she was telling me that and we see it now she said this before these those big um the Lamar advertisements that are now digital and yeah, the big flat screen billboards she said now companies are going to find a way to first of all they're going to know what type of buyer you are they're going to know if you're driven by price you know price or just emotions or like 
that's why we have these cell phones. So they're learning your habits. Yeah. And then while you're out driving, your phone, as it's picking up each cell tower, is going to recognize, or these companies are going to recognize you are coming near them. So they're going to send you advertisements, either whether it might be on that screen that you see, right. that billboard, or on your phone. But these companies are literally watching you and trying mm-hmm. to influence your habits on buying. So, I mean, kudos to your idea. It would be great in theory, but let's be honest. You, I mean, even outside of what we see in our phone and also just on billboards, you're driving down the street and you can drive down in the city and you'll see every single food advertisement, liquor advertisement, right? So we see who those, those target, who they're targeting. I get that. But we're going to have to, at some point, do something that impacts our government. And again, our government doesn't create anything. They take from you. The only way our government works is by tax revenues. Mm -hmm. So if we stop buying things, stop traveling for a month, stop buying crap for a month, stop ordering things online, (laughs) you know, buy only what's necessary. Take your kitchen, for example, your cupboards and your, your refrigerator and your freezer. And if you were to stop buying food and say, look, for one week, we are going to focus on eating everything that is in our cupboards. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing we're going to eat. Maybe buy some meat to go along with everything. Because I'm telling you, there's so many times when I look in our cupboards and there's things that are expired before we even use it or Mm -hmm. before we finish it. It's because we just have so much choices out there. Mm -hmm. So why don't we eliminate the choice and say, live on what you can one month, March, that's it, and give up consumerism. The, the PO household needs to have this conversation. Yeah, which is, for real. This Amazon, might be a personal for Amazon <laughs> to expired stuff in the cabinets. And then what are you doing? No, Edna's, Edna's coming on board with me <laughs> okay. recently because she has, she has uh, quickly seen uh, how much we don't really need yeah, in order to yeah. live the life of comfort. Yeah. And we're pretty comfortable, I would say. I think we're pretty comfortable um, to where we don't really have any needs that are not met. Right. Um, it's all wants. And if we were just focused on taking away those wants and really hyper-focus on the needs and for what we truly want out of 2024. You know, we've got quite a few vacations that are coming up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, those vacations are going to be, you know, not only do we have to pay for the flight, the hotel. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get there, you're spending money on food every single time you go anywhere. Because yeah. who's who's getting an Airbnb and actually cooking in it? I've never done that. Oh, I would. You know, that you're, well, you, you're more, uh, you know, you, you leave the domesticating stuff to Edna. You know? I'm, I'm cultured. Thank you. I'm cultured in America because that, I go out to eat. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's part, but that is also part of the trip. You know what I mean? You really don't want to do anything. You want right. to have the full experience. Generally there for a certain amount of time. But I, I think that's a very daunting um, task that you're putting out there for women in their Amazon cart that probably has thousands of dollars just waiting for them to pull the trigger on. Dr. Bob, do you have that same issue? Uh, with stuff expiring and throwing it away? Uh, no, that on top of your Amazon list. Do you, does your wife have an Amazon or your, your significant other have an Amazon list? I only have a wife. <laughs> first, first of all, let's just get that straight right now. She may be in New York uh, or, or Vegas trouble. listening. Uh, yeah, no, just just the wife. And uh, as far as she, I don't have to wonder whether she has an Amazon list. She has a free people list. 
And mm-hmm. boxes arrive here on a daily basis. Oh, kind of, kind of like your your Amazon experience. There yeah. You go. A free people list. So how are you going to break that habit? Because it is a part of consumerism, and it is a problem. you got to do it somehow. It is a problem. But the more we talk about it as men, again, we – the target target for a lot of this is women, right? Because they do know women react off of emotions. And within these devices that they all carry, they are designed to track and follow and and just – market based off of those feelings. So until you find a way to break that psychological connection, take your cell phone away is what you're saying. I mean, not just hers, all of ours. Like it, it's so much wasted time on social media and and just your phone period. And to, to be able to disconnect from that device is really part of the challenge for making any type of psychological conscious change well, we, we saw what happened when people mentally with the i'm using air quotes here solar flare oh. that went off the other day where people's phone coverage went to sos people yeah. went nuts people yeah. went absolutely ape poop my phone doesn't yeah. work yeah but I everybody was on look. facebook though yeah all well, day. att counter well, days well, i can't make a call right now yeah wi-fi is everywhere so i mean that worked out pretty well but i I, i'm pretty sure our listeners would not have ever accepted the solar flare excuse because if you actually look at the timestamp for when they said the solar flare happened the sun was on the other side of the freaking world yeah it was in like great britain or something it sounds like a setup it sounds like a setup for something that could happen. That- We're not ready. That's my that's my whole thing about taking March off from consumerism is that we are not ready. Yeah. Not by a landslide. And we know it's Wait, a- ready for something natural or ready for something that is created? Waiting for something that they said was coming because they said it was going to be the COVID-19 of the internet. Uh-huh. They said. I'm not making this up. It's not conspiracy theory. They said it was going to be the COVID-19 of the internet. We need to find out who they is. Just saying. Maybe we'll get back into that after this beautiful sounding music from the Goo Goo Dolls, one of my favorite groups. So, I don't know, feeling like Goo Goo Dolls today. I appreciate that. Give us a call, 346-3000. Let us know. Do you think you would be able to last an entire month of not spending any money on wants and only spending on needs? Give us a call, 346-3000. Again, you don't even have to give us your name. Just call us in and say, I can do it or I can't do it. Let's get the tally going. And we'll be right back with the Politically Correcting Boys. the quality of life we deserve in truth and freedom informed by our constitution our laws and traditions we need to pick the best leaders possible recent experience certainly illustrates that free and accurate elections are essential if we're going to restore our society and safeguard our rights new york citizens audit is a volunteer nonpartisan group which has been lobbying for open source audits of the state board of elections and reform of the electoral process statewide did you know citizens audit has uncovered over one million felony violations of election law that in 2020, there were 625,000 more voter registrations than existing voting age citizens in just six New York counties, that there were 338,000 more votes cast 
than voters who voted. These are just a few shocking examples of the urgent need for reform. You can help. Visit AuditNY.com and learn the facts, how to volunteer, and make a difference in your community. Again, volunteer, donate, or spread the word. Start at AuditNY.com. That's AuditNY.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the Voice of Liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the Voice of Liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Politically correcting. We are back. We did get one comment uh, from someone saying that people give up things for Lent. Why can't they give up consumerism for a month? Someone else said, well, we should give up income tax. I would love. Boycott income tax. That's going to work. Yeah, I think the government would be knocking on your door real quick. Well, the IRS, we know that they don't really, they shouldn't exist. That's a, that's a fact. They we do know that it is. We a, have roads that need to be plowed. Yeah, yeah, garbage needs to be picked up. The biggest lie ever told to us is that our income taxes <laughs> are taxes were for the government. It we is have for illegal them. aliens out there. Each one of them needs like between five and ten grand yep. on a debit card. Yeah, the reptiles. You mean the reptiles that are on our earth? Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're still upset with you, Jose. The reptilians. You, you, sorry, you dropped the ball from your return from Panama City. You were supposed to get that debit card for us. I brought the heat though. It's gonna be sixty in a couple of days. Well, we want the money. Oh, damn! <laughs> Beautiful weather, nothing to spend it on. Yeah. yeah, and you won't be spending on after February 29th. But let's jump into something a little bit local here. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk about uh, probably one or two things locally, and then we're gonna jump into one or two things that are uh, nationwide. Here we're talking about the uh, Fitch report, which is city leadership has reviewed and intends to follow several of the recommendations outlined in the Fitch report, including maintaining the current unsubsidized EMS model, the emergency management system model, better aligning turnout time performance with best practices, beginning response time for staging calls only after a scene is declared clear to enter, enabling computer-aided dispatch adjustments and changing the approach to measurement to reduce manual effort, increase transparency, and increase oversight for compliance. Now, this all comes, this was all before the whole nonsense with the uh, with the male who was kicked out of the uh, emergency truck mm-hmm. uh, by the police and the emergency uh, personnel, stating that he was kind of creating a uh, a havoc in there, and then the gentleman ended up uh, falling onto his head and going into I don't know what happened at the between that and when he died, but you know someone ended up dying. Someone was kicked out of the emergency truck. I'm telling you right now, when I was, this came out when I was already on city council that the uh, EMS was saying, look, you know, we don't have very many employees due to COVID restrictions, due to vaccine mandates. They didn't say that part. 
that was what I gathered from it because, I mean, why would you drop an employee's just between 2021 and, you know, 2023? But they were saying, we're going to need some increased time. I know that you want us to respond to, you know, any emergency within, I believe it was eight and a half minutes. Uh, at this point, we may be looking at more of a probably almost double that, almost double that for response time is what I'm guessing that they will come that they'll come out with. What are your thoughts on the Fitch report stating that they're going to need to increase response time and also not start their clock until the time they get there? Make sure that the area is clear by police. Pick the person up. That's when they, the time will start that they have to abide by. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the uh, hospital, this was the other issue that I actually forgot to bring up. When they bring them to the hospital, the issue at the hospital is there's not enough emergency personnel. And the EMS cannot leave somebody there until someone has picked that person up and registered, brought them in, yada, yada. So we have a uh, less employees with EMS. We have less employees with the emergency room. The time it takes to get somebody is increasing significantly, um, but yet, this, this was my uh, issue with the entire thing, we have a billionaire, Galasano, who continues to build more, ho- you know, I was going to say hotel rooms, but more mm-hmm. medical you know, mm-hmm. wings, mm-hmm. and yet not a single dollar is being invested into the emergency services, the the uh, strong hospital has a um, what's the what's the care unit for when you have a stroke? The stroke uh, vehicle that goes out and helps with stroke victims, but they won't invest in emergency systems. Why is it that us as taxpayers have to continually invest in our medical system, continually making money? Why don't they invest money into the emergency system? Uh, so it sounds like just going back to. Increased response time. So that means they want more time to actually fall within the parameters of picking you up. Right. So from just that alone, it sounds like they, you know, it just increased more time, which means less time for you to get medical attention, which means it makes it you're more likely to die versus getting helped by EMS. That's what every concerned citizen would think immediately absolutely but it also puts more stress on our fire because they're also they also respond to certain calls as well so that's that most of them so that's the that's the community side of it the this the um the sad part is the people that it's affecting which it it's going to affect the the poor people the most because part of the reasons why they can't respond until it's cleared is because of gun violence so if someone is shot, if there's an active shooter, active mm-hmm. shooter, EMS cannot respond or enter that area until RPD says it's okay. So by the time RPD even gets to that point, if if right, just think of the the chaos from the initial situation. And I was actually just to tell this quick story. I was in a situation, or just was passing a situation where you know I'm going to. I'm driving. It was like, you know, evening time. And I see like people 
around this body and they're just pushing down on his chest. No cops, no nothing. And you just looking and you see in a situation, you're just driving by. It's a real life situation. They're pushing down on this person's chest. You don't know what's going on. Right. And so as I'm going towards uh, I was on Flower City Park. This is on Flower City Park. So I'm driving towards Lake Ave, and then a car just speeds past me going the other way, just going super fast. So anyway, I get to the corner, and I see the ambulance right there at the corner, literally. Not and moving? I, not moving, sitting at the parking lot, right at C, the, C, the old CVS right there. So I pull over to him. I say, hey, there's there's somebody literally on the ground, and dying. they're tr- dying right down the block. There's like, yeah, we know. However, we can't go until police clears it. And so I'm like, whoa, are you serious? There's like, yeah. So then I turn, I go circle back around like, yo, this is crazy. Let me circle back around and and see, you know, what the heck is going on. When I get there, RPD actually was there and they're doing the same thing. So they're trying to resuscitate this man. And I'm not saying that they don't have the proper ability to do that but i would prefer when they have a professional down right the down the street right i would prefer them so by the time they said they could clear them at that point it's like the decision on whether or not this person was going to live was decided right there and well i see why they would want to clear it with police though i mean which you, i get that you, I totally you know, get no, that there part. could be shooters i mean totally understand that part and which i i totally get because again within these situations in the city is a, it's a war zone right it and is it, a war zone and that's exactly how we need to be phrasing this because when, yes. what they'll do is they'll say well in 2022 we had 84 deaths murders homicides this year we only had 53 54 whatever it was and if you were to look at how many soldiers died in Afghanistan mm-hmm. in 2023, I guarantee that number is one-fifth of right. the number of deaths in Rochester. Right. So if you look at war areas and say how many American soldiers died in that area in this one year, mm-hmm. it's compare it to that. Don't compare it to the year before when we had the most amount of murders. Compare it to the next town over. Right. Brighton's not getting any murders. Greece isn't getting any murders, as bad as Greece is, to be very honest. They're not getting any murders. I mean, not murders that we know of. There was some situations that have happened, but just within just the system. When I say not getting any murders, I mean one murder a year, But but within just what happens in Greece, they they have the support to where they can respond much easier and quicker than we in Rochester, where our our RPD is depleted. And not only that, they're going to be... Encircled with people like this, right. recording oh, left and they're, right. They're ready to record, but not react. And, and, no. and that's my my natural reaction is to react, which is why again, when I see the ambulance there, I'm like, well, maybe they don't know they're down the block. But just going back to okay, they're complaining about a a um, you know an employment issue. They don't have the they don't have the the workers. The same situations with RPD. Mm-hmm. We have we had to, uh, two years of defund the police. Right. And 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 people think we didn't actually defund them. It blows my mind yeah. how disconnected they are from it, because being in city council, I was there for the conversations about when we took money from RPD and put it off to the side. We literally took money out of RPD's budget. Mm. So remember when the uh, East Main Street and the Lake Avenue RPD substations were supposed to be built. Mm-hmm. Right. They were supposed to be built. I voted against the East uh, the East Main one because that was Mary Lupian's district. Right. I said, Mary, I'm going to vote with you. If you believe your people don't want that RPD substation, 
I'll vote with you. Mm-hmm. But you got to vote with me because mm-hmm. my district wants it. Right, right. And then what they decided was, you know, East Main got this whole uproar after the BLM riots. I'm sorry, the, the Summer of Love. Yeah, whatever. And they ah. decided that they were going to take that. It was about $10 million per location mm-hmm. that they had to put in for engineering, build out, uh, cleaning the ground because, you know, our ground is all messed up. Take that $10 million per location and they took that money away. Is uh, the Park Ave area part of her district also? Yes. So it's it's kind of like chickens coming home to roost here. Monroe Avenue. Oh, wow. So a lot of the things that's been happening over there recently, like we would never thought in a million years somebody would get shot, killed, robbed, stabbed, whatever, on Park Avenue. Multiple stabbings Multiple in the past week. Multiple on Park Avenue, Monroe Ave. That area is also turning into a problem. And you're saying no to, to um, protection? To to servicemen, people who actually value serving and protecting the people, how is that a bad thing? Well, we're gonna we defunded them, and we're about to maybe defund our emergency system here. Oh, who knows? Give us a call here three four six three thousand. Lavelle Lewis, myself, the Jose Pio with Doctor Bob on the politically correcting radio show here at WYSL three four six three thousand. Uh, we're gonna jump into the comments section on our live broadcast as well and see what everyone's saying we'll be right yeah. back I saw the world beneath you and scattered like ice from the spoon it was your world coming down the world dangerous fall without you there and I go on as you get Politically correcting. Back to sexy time music here. Absolutely. Come on now, this is irreverent. <laughs> All right, so we had uh, quite a few so comments. We had a caller that had to drop off because they um, they were not able to give their information because they're uh, pretty much inside on the know there. Which look if. You are, if you want to call in, you can still call in. You don't have to give us your real name. And no one's going to recognize your voice either. No one ever recognizes your voice. So feel free to call in or go to our Facebook or Instagram or YouTube pages. You can put in your comments right in there as well. But the uh, one comment we got from the phone call was that URMC is getting all this money from Hokel, yet they pay like nothing in property taxes. We still have to pay whenever we go there. You know, they have a $7 billion endowment. Bobby from the back, the other Bobby jumped in, $7 billion endowment. And there's hospitals out there that you don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to worry about not being seen for eight hours. It might be easier, better, more advantageous to just drive out to these other places if you're shot or stabbed than it is to even come to our local our local hospitals because that's how bad they are. Mm. That's what's happening in our city. When we talk about war zone, we're not just talking about how many people get, you know, stabbed, shot, jumped, beat up. You know, we're not just talking about that. We're talking about the after effects of it all because someone on our uh, Facebook page there talked about how the, what was it, the fire truck can't do, what was the comment there? Fire trucks and engines will not be available for the community if it is needed until ambulance gets on scene to relieve them. Right. So if you have, let's say, Engine 19 out in Shalott, where 
let's say someone gets stabbed over on Flower City Park or shot at mm-hmm. Flower City Park, you've got the Ridgeway, you know, station that'll go cover that. And then you got the Shalot station that'll probably go support them, back them up. And then that leaves Shalot empty mm-hmm. with no firehouse, no, yeah. no one to respond to actual fires. Yeah. And that's what we're going to end up doing in this city is we're going to start putting money towards uh, hooking our fire department up with training to help support and complement the EMS. That's what's going to end up happening. And we are going to be the ones to suffer. And the problem is our local media, we talked about this last week, seems to be a propaganda arm for the mayor because right. who is actually calling the mayor out on all of this nonsense well, why would they want to fix the problem right because without the problem you can't you you can't have the the guy in the pearl tower you know not even come up with solutions speak as if there's he'll speak about the problem but we'll never come up with the solutions right he'll never say we need to really re-evaluate how we fund our police how we fund our ability to respond to the crime within our city. How can we make the 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 uh, the living um, of our citizens? How can we improve it by investing into these areas where we know they need help? So we know that the ambulance response uh, team needs assistance. We know RPD needs assistance. We know fire need assistance. So why aren't we talking about assisting them to make it so that within just what happens within the community, we could probably respond faster. On top of that, I, I totally forgot. I had, we had talked really quickly about how the city actually defunded police uh, during my time on council. That Another part of that was we canceled an entire class. Mm. We took the funding away and said, we are not going to, we're going to skip an entire class, which if you know anything about RPD training, you have to, it takes like a year between when you pass your test and then go through all of the nonsense of that to then get hired, to then get into the training department, to then get trained before you even step foot onto our streets as a police officer. That's a whole year. And so when we took training away from RPD and took that funding away from them to do the training, we'd set our police department back a year minimum. Mm. Now, when people saw that, RPD saw it. People who wanted to be police officers saw that they were not going to wait another year to get hired. They went and found other jobs. And then it's going to take another year for us to mm-hmm. make up for that year. Yeah. So we are so far behind with RPD. Our fire department is fully staffed in the way that we need them today. I'm sorry that we needed them, you know, three years ago, four years ago, but we're not going to be fully staffed for how we're going to need them now when we don't have the EMS support. Because why would you get into EMS when you can have somebody get into your vehicle, possibly, you know, put their hands on you. Mm -hmm. And then when you call police for backup support, because someone's putting their hands on you when you're trying to help them, then the mayor comes out and says, oh, we need to investigate that minimum wage employee for calling RPD for support. That person got fired. Mm. That person from EMS got fired for calling the police department. And ironically, back when the RPD started to get trimmed down and gutted, this was all around the kick by then city council member Malik Evans and others like Adam McFadden as they implemented the police accountability board, which has cost more than it actually 
assisted. Bro, you were getting me started on the PAB board. I, I mean, just let we have to <laughs> we have to go back and rehash what has happened. Yeah. You cannot forget the timeline. So again, we have a mayor that's in office that supported the the police accountability a police accountability board. Black Lives Matter that movement they supported the police accountability board. Um, a lot of the defund the police was also a side of the Black Lives Matter movement, folks. Um, and ironically, within just that timeline, this is where our this is where we are. All the things that we talked about: a depleted police department, now a depleted EMS um, system, and now our fire departments are even saying, "Yeah, we're not going to be able to properly service the community if we have to respond to these type of situations." Beforehand. Well, let me jump into the five million dollars that the PAB got from the from the police department. Mm. Another, you know, reallocation. Wow. I'm using air quotes here. So they made that they took they put a gun to the head of the, the the group that did not want this at all. They took and took five million dollars from, them, from them. It was it was a whole ordeal to get this going. But the entire time I was sitting there again, having insight from this, we had a civilian review board. That was already in position that does exactly what PAB does right now. A mm. civilian review board that sent out every quarter. You mean they sue each other and go through they, they, endless internal That's not what they were doing. That's <laughs> not so what they said were doing. doing what the PAB is doing now. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. PAB is doing exactly. Well, what they were supposed to be doing, should I say. Yeah. But they were giving us every quarter an they entire. They bang each other in the PAB board. Jeez, That's what they were trying to man, do. Man, they were. <laughs> <laughs> let's, that's let's so disgusting not, let's not forget the timeline people we cannot let these individuals get away with how they've been responsible for destroying our city and mismanaging our funds five million dollars yeah. and the first thing they did was first of all get in trouble like you just said with yeah. various different issues the entire time i'm saying we have a civilian review board that already does this work that we don't pay anything for Nothing. And what they ended up doing was taking their money and going and signing a, you know, tenant lease agreement with DNC. Oh, that makes sense. I forget how much was it? $750,000 for two years? Wow. Yeah. So (coughs) the issue was they said, well, the Civilian Review Board does not have disciplinary powers. And they said the PAB will. And I said the PAB will not because they're going to take it to court and they're going to be found no, hell no, you're not going to be able to have disciplinary powers over our police department. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. Do you not, does, do people understand how a police union works and operates? And if anything happens within a police officer, there is a legal process, which means... They're saying it's broken. That's yeah, what they're saying. Right, so that that ties into an agenda on from my perspective. The people that's kicking that... They do align more with that Marxist ideology of, all right, this is how we destroy and, and take care of a system by, act, you know, these type of accusations, which is completely, completely off base. We appreciate all of the different things. We've seen a bunch of comments coming in on our social media pages as well. We're going to get to them during this break. The Politically Correcting Boys, Lavelle Lewis, myself, the Jose Pio, and of course, DJ Bob over here. On the ones and twos, Dr. Bob, sorry, Dr. DJ Bob, 346-3000 is the number to call in if you want to have your voice heard or go to our social media pages and drop some comments down below. We'll be right back. Ah, I like this song. This is good. I love 
the system is broken. That's liberal speak for it's. I'm not getting the result I want. Yes. Uh, three four six three thousand number to call. of life we deserve in truth and freedom informed by our constitution our laws and traditions we need to pick the best leaders possible recent experience certainly illustrates that free and accurate elections are essential if we're going to restore our society and safeguard our rights new york citizens audit is a volunteer nonpartisan group which has been lobbying for open source audits of the state board of elections and reform of the electoral process statewide did you know citizens audit has uncovered over 1 million felony violations of election law that in 2020 there were 625,000 more voter registrations than existing voting age citizens in just six New York counties, that there were 338,000 more votes cast than voters who voted. These are just a few shocking examples of the urgent need for reform. You can help. Visit AuditNY.com and learn the facts, how to volunteer, and make a difference in your community. Again, volunteer, donate, or spread the word. Start at AuditNY.com. That's AuditNY.com. The 2024 Batavia Down Summer Concert Series has been announced. Come see bands like Smash Mouth, The Bacon Brothers, 38 Special, April Wine, and country music star Clay Walker. There will also be tribute acts paying homage to Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, Hart, The Doors, Chicago, and Styx. It's going to be a great summer, all summer long at Batavia Downs. Get more information and tickets today at BataviaConcerts.com. That's BataviaConcerts.com. If you're looking to market and grow your business, make new business connections, and give back to the community in a meaningful way, consider joining the Greece Regional Chamber of Commerce. We're the largest suburban chamber in Monroe County, and we offer networking, education, marketing, insurance, and advocacy. You do not need to live or work in Greece to join. Our members come from throughout the region. In short, we're better together, and together, we're moving business forward. Visit greasechamber.org or call 585-227-7272 to join today. Politically correcting. A lovely day. Oh man, speaking of lovely day, I gotta say one thing that I will be very clear and honest about the lovely administration <laughs> was, was lovely. Was more, was lovely. in my opinion, compared to this administration was more transparent. I believe that we as a city council had a better relationship with the lovely Warren administration than the Malik Evans administration. I can tell you this. I will. I was going to say, I, I, will, agree, I agree. I agree with that because, again, I was around. I was as an employee of the city of Rochester. I was the flying the wall. I was that one employee you would not want in the private corners of politicians who don't think that someone's going to recognize their personality and who they are and, and whatnot in every, who every, they really are, who they really are. And when I was, when I was employee there, I, I saw 
uh, Malik Evans on city council. Actually, I was there before he was on, on city council. Then when he got there, um, I was there for most of the lovely Warren administration. And I do see a difference that like she was, she definitely was transparent and she was also open with the community. If you wanted to have a meeting with her, you could go and have a, you know, request a meeting for her. Oh yeah. With her. There's um, one thing in particular concerning the city council part of it. Every single month, the city council president had a uh, meeting with mayor lovely Warren and they would actually take notes, and after the meeting was held, we would get the notes from it mm-hmm. as a council. Um, I brought that up after a year of, you know, the current administration not having those one-on-one meetings, and I I didn't even get a response as to why that was not happening. Malik's a very disconnected guy. Well, he's it's funny because we have you know we we've got Mike Hennessy who also has his own radio show here on a great WYSL. Um, we he has meetings with the mayor with the faith community mm-hmm. and every single time he posts it is my same the same comment i always have for him what has this produced what has come from this this is two years to, about to be two and a half years in the making of meeting with faith leaders what has it's come from this meeting op. it's a good it's a good photo malik op. malik is really good at photo ops that's one you can google malik evans mayor you'll see a lot of pictures and photos ribbon cutting but there is no substance there is no actual work there it, is what have you done it's the exact same thing with these uh property reassessments coming out mm. they're hosting the city rolls out the get the facts reassessment resource sessions the regular accurate assessment and valuation of property ensures that the property tax levy is distributed fairly and equitably that's what the city says to you I'm so all right sick of that word equitably what the mayor says is Every four years, we conduct a citywide property reassessment to ensure equitable and accurate property valuations, said Mayor Evans. The real estate market is red hot, and that has understandably impacted this year's reassessments. My question again comes to why do we need to reassess home values because why does the government deserve any you have nothing to do with that, bro? Right. And who the fact that he said red hot, that's a red flag for everybody. Our our mayors. Oh, the the real estate market is red hot. So what? You're you're investing into what? Right. Why? What did you do to create this red exactly. hot momentum? What are you, well, how are you helping it? Because the only thing that the mayors have done is allow foreign investment to cont- to continue to come in and buy up properties above value. Yeah. Paying cash, these corporations that are paying hundred thousand dollars above value. We remember this for the past couple of years. Paying straight up cash. For yeah. these investments. And what are we doing to help our local residents to own a home here? Because it looks like with these property reassessments, we are kicking people out of their homes. Because, the, again, this resource session, get the name of it. It is the Get the Facts reassessment resource session. It is not the we're going to talk to you and trying to see how we can help you miss, you know, grandma who retired and now lives on Social Security and gets $1,200 a month. Yeah. And can only afford a certain amount of dollars per month on her home. And since she can't afford this new reassessment from four years ago, she certainly can't re- you know, afford the reassessment from this year. And so that roof that's been leaking for a number of years is going to continue to leak. That crap that's been growing on her basement wall that is moldy mm-hmm. is going to continue to increase. The amount of money that they have to invest back into their homes, the homes that they've lived in for 30-something years, 
and they're continually living in because the government gives them, again, $1,200 a month to live in this home, to live in purchasing food and everything, and then also pay for their own medical needs. It's not enough to cover it anymore because the city administration feels as if they have a right to that increase in value in your home and must tax you more for it. They want in, man. They want in. Just make it make sense to me. I, I hate that. I hate that term. I hate the term. But please, someone tell me how it makes sense that the government deserves any part of the increase in value of my home. They don't. They don't. They had. They absolutely had nothing to do with the hot, hot housing market. Is is my quality of life red hot? Yeah. Has it increased anywhere near it? When our property taxes went up four years ago, it was about 17% across the board. I distinctly recall this because my question was when I was running for city council, I asked every uh, door that opened up and you know would ask me questions. I would end it with, do you feel as if your quality of life has increased by 17%? And they would look at me crazy. I would just say, has your neighborhood improved Nope. Stayed the same or gotten worse? You at, where are they put? Where are they sending the money? Where are you getting? Where are you putting those tax dollars? We just went over the big problem. Probably the nonprofits. Was, was there not a countywide increase in salaries, uh, county oh, employees? Double. By, double. Yeah, just a, just a little bit. I, I don't believe in my working career, I have never at one job gotten a one hundred percent pay increase. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Never, never. And what they're going to say is, well, we ne- we haven't gotten a pay increase in you know six years. And you have to ask yourself, who is in control? Let's not let's not make Rochester, Chicago, please. Too late. It, we, they will. They they still voted in Adam Bello after he increased his pay by fifty percent. So he went from one hundred twenty to one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year during a time when people can't even afford their RGE, which again is doubling essentially. And he told them straight up, "We are not going to invest any money into looking into RGE." And then on top of that, he allowed not only illegal immigrants to come into our county, but put them into your city. They said, "You know what? We have empty hotel rooms in Greece. You know the Hammock Hotel that is completely empty." Yeah. No one is staying there? No, we're not going to put them in Greece. No, we're not going to put them in the Henrietta Hotel that also is closing down. We're going to put them in the middle of the city, in right the in the middle of our downtown. Yep. And we're going to force you to pay for it. Don't think for one second New York City is paying for this. Because New York City has already said we don't have the money to pay for our own. Well, you know, this kind of goes back to what uh, one guy said who they all thought was crazy and racist and... Um, it was just very bad. Donald Trump said this was going to happen. He did. He can't he say said, that he was wrong he about did, this. He said, he said, they're going to allow anybody to come into your cities. These are bad people that's coming into your cities. And you no, what he said was these? many of them many are of bad. Them are many bad. of them yes. are Many of them are. Right. And, they, and it, the proof is in the pudding right now. Look at what your county executive has done. Anytime, remember when they let everybody out of jail? Well, you're going the down county the jail? list. County executive, Bro, mayor. I'm going to get back to the mayor. You get them all I'm going to get back to the mayor. <laughs> the county executive, when they let everybody out of jail during COVID, where did everyone go? Mm. The city. Mm. When they closed down all of the mental health facilities, where did yeah. everybody go? Home. Yeah. Into the city. Mm. When they put any kind of halfway houses anywhere, where do they go? In the city. We get all the trash, to be very clear here. All the 
you're going to say the non-desirables, right? Let's right, use the right. what, what did Margaret Sanger say? What does she call the the non human weeds? The human weeds. Let's Ooh. use Margaret Sanger. You know, since all the Democrats love to uplift they her, love her, right? She's their champion. So all of the people who produce nothing for society. The county executive have put them into your neighborhood. And then the mayor does what? Nothing. Nothing to stop it. Well, the mayor didn't do nothing when he was a uh, city, when he was, uh, city uh, school district. Yeah, he did. He lost a lot of money. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't do anything there. And just looking at our county executive, people really, when we evaluate our candidates, do you look at this person's... Um, you know, background, experience, experience, history. Where does Adam or Malik give you any type of confidence in their ability to lead anything based off of their background? Sad world we live in right now. Not even the world. It's a sad city we live in. And our media is saying nothing about it. And that's why people are coming to shows like the Politically Correcting Podcast here that's on the right. great WYSO. Don't be sad, folks. We're buying the first round this afternoon. Let's go. Let's get it. Thank yes, you so much for joining us. Appreciate everyone. Go to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our YouTube. Subscribe. Make sure because you can go ahead and put your comments right in there. Mike just sent a shout out at you. He said, Jose, aren't you a Democrat? That's right. And I can call out my own. There you go. Just like the black Republican bigot can call out his own as well. And that's why people come to listen to us because we are honest and true. Love you guys. Have a blessed day.